All right, welcome back, everyone. If you're a returning listener, hopefully you are. Apparently, we had how many people listen? Nine. It's nine. showing. <laughs> Friends the, and family. The elitist nine, we shall call you for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, at the time of recording this episode, we're pretty close to Halloween right now, so we felt like we were just going to record some sort of episode that covered supernatural occurrences, hauntings. That sort of thing. It's spooky season. It is spooky season. Um, so just for, like we're here in Utah, and I know you, Preston, were thinking about talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Yep. I know I've heard story, stories. I know you have wanted to camp out in Skinwalker <laughs> yeah. Ranch. I watched that awful show on Oh, uh, the one with uh, Brandon Fugel? Yeah, yeah, where they're just like, we got to dig. We can't <laughs> dig. There's something out there. What is it? Nothing. That show is such a tease. Yeah, it's awful, but (laughs) it's fine. I watch it all the time. I only got through, I don't even think I got through one episode. He lost it when he was like, we have to hurry over there, and Brandon hops in his Lamborghini. (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty, it's fine. It would be fun to, uh, apparently that's a fun place to go camping, backpacking, hiking, all that kind of stuff, because allegedly you'll see weird lights and stuff so that'll be fun yeah i mean i love the lore behind a skinwalker Mm -hmm. i think the ranch personally is kind of blown out of proportions at this point but have you did you ever read or listen to the the, like the original story i'm sure that's what preston has is he's talking about it i don't know too much about it i think it's like a native american kind of origins curse kind of thing of the ranch itself or like the curse behind it what people understand yeah because there's like a whole book that was written i don't remember what the title is it's something something skinwalker ranch about they kind of talk about it in the that show um and it's very like there's some weird stuff there's a and they like they go over a lot of the stuff that happens in it, but that's where they talk about the like giant wolf thing that shows up, and like when they moved in, and there's like the chains on the outside of the house for very large guard dogs, and all this weird stuff that would happen. And there's yeah accounts of the family that moved in there. Like yeah, it was a it's a fun fun time. Um, <laughs> I le- recommend the book. It's on Amazon or Audible. It's good. That's cool. I, I'm kind of of the opinion, though, that like if you move out into the middle of nowhere, your mind just starts playing tricks on yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is uh, the stuff in that. There's definitely stuff that's like could be mind playing tricks on you. If the accounts happened as they did, <laughs> that is, I don't know how you would explain a 10 foot tall wolf who he shot with his like 308 from like. <laughs> here to the end of this room and it just kind of yeah like blasted (laughs) off a chunk of flesh and i guess they like picked up afterwards and it just kind of turned around and walked away like all Uh, right so assuming it even happened yeah where's the flesh (laughs) i I want to see it was in like 1940 it was was an old owner but again you gotta listen to it they get they try to get be very scientific with it and i don't think they find anything, but of course they don't. Because <laughs> yeah. my understanding, and I've got the the Wikipedia article here, but my <laughs> understanding was that it's a some sort of like shape shifting witch yeah. or wizard of some sort, basically. Yeah, that's what a skinwalker is. I think Preston can tell us about that, since that's his his thing. Perhaps I might be able thing. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way I understand it. Um, Sounds like it was the Ute tribe. They basically just curse the people who <laughs> moved into it. That was basically it. I don't know too much about the actual skinwalkers. Because um, this says the skinwalker originates from the, the Navajos. Yeah. So it's interesting that the Utes would have cursed them if it's a Navajo. Well, <laughs> my understanding is a lot of tribes had something very similar because it was oh, kind of a... Similar beliefs and legends there. Yeah, it's one of those, like with most things, if you look across most cultures and stuff, you can find... Repeating archetypes kind of stuff. 
Yes, repeating archetypes, um, and typically the skinwalker or something like it was some sort of like shaman or wizard representing like some kind of like greed or very taboo subject, usually cannibalism. In, in Chile, they have <laughs> yeah. one called the, uh, the Tetue. Mm. Yeah, and I've That is a, heard a that. similar kind of shape-shifting kind of dealio. And then there's another one. It's super weird. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But uh, it's like a, a dwarf. Really? A very ugly one. I think any, like, mm. <laughs> a lot of people would blame him for getting pregnant randomly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good scapegoat. <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. <laughs> He's just a, just a little scamp. Little guy <laughs> likes to get up to some business, <laughs> but yeah, I think Skinwalker Ranch, from what I've heard, is like not the Trauco. That's what it's called in Spanish. Oh, okay. The oh. the little guy that would get people uh, the little, little dwarf. It's little when pervert. when a single woman gets pregnant and no one steps <laughs> forward as the father, people would assume <laughs> that the uh, yeah. Trauco that's was funny. the father. Yeah, it's yeah. a good scapegoat if you uh, need something to blame. You gotta have something. <laughs> yeah. Just blame the supernatural. <laughs> they, those, yeah, those are still a thing. Oh, there's one now. I can't remember what he's called. I have to think, look that up. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Anyways, continue, Preston. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I'll keep talking about Skinwalker Ranch. Apologies if it sounds too scripted. Um, but yeah, it was about a year ago I watched that show on the Skinwalker Ranch. Um, I guess it just recently came under new management from Brandon Fugel. You drive along I-15, you'll see his name on any commercial building. I guess he's a huge commercial real estate I, I, guy. No, I think he's one of the richest people in, in the state. Yeah, of I believe it. Then <laughs> show see him bragging did, about did, his Lamborghini. I never connected the two dots, but did we go to high school with Brandon Fugel's daughter? Do you remember Riley Fugel? Do you think they were related? I don't know. <laughs> we went to school with an Osmond who's not related to the <laughs> other one, so. Alexis was. Was she? Yeah. Oh, she said she wasn't. And act, well, pff, baloney. She totally <laughs> is. Because <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I was driving down I-15 once again, and I saw one of the Brandon Fugel signs. Yeah. And then underneath it said, and Alexis Osmond. Oh. I was like, dang, I wonder if that's the Alexis Osmond we went to school with. Mm -hmm. Totally was. And I'm sure she's making a crap ton of money Probably. in real estate because yeah. she was, like, selling a building. And 5% of a building is a lot of money. That yeah. is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for them. That's, I'm glad. But yeah, I looked her up well. in her bio, and yeah, she was like, oh, you know, the whole Osmond design. <laughs> yeah, they're totally, totally related. Mm. So if you were spoon fed that, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't believe it. I feel like Fugel is a pretty common name. I knew a few Fugels in my high school, but I don't think any of them were related to the big guy. Anyway, location of Skinwalker Ranch, it is southeast of Ballard, Utah, um, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. It's in the Uintas. Uinta Basin, that's right. Um, it covers about 480 acres. It's large. Um, pretty unoccupied, not a lot of people. Um, the name of the ranch is derived from the Navajo legend of the Skinwalker which is basically just a malevolent shape-shifting entity or believed to be maybe just a witch. The rancher's history is intertwined with both Native American lore and modern unexplained phenomena. And then this is the historical context. The Ute tribe native to this region has long believed the land to be cursed. They traditionally completely avoid the area, especially after dark. Uh, that's believed to be when uh, most people have the most uh, experiences is after dark. Uh, the Utes claim that the Navajo cursed the land as retaliation during past conflicts between the two tribes. Seems legit. Yeah. I'd have done something. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's believed that the powerful Navajo witches or skinwalkers unleashed malevolent spirits upon the area as retaliation. And then some key events of Skinwalker Ranch, um, some common, I guess, sightings that keep coming back. Uh, that people report on UFO activity. Uh, See, that's lights. where I'm like, <laughs> it's one thing if you're saying like, oh yeah, they're skinwalkers, but now they're they're aliens. That's the thing with Skinwalker Ranch. There's so many 
different. There's polter people talking about poltergeists, ghosts, aliens. It's all kind well, of just. And remember, with UFOs, it's not necessarily aliens because it's just an unidentified. Yeah, it's just a f- it's orbs is what right. they say they see floating. Orbs. Yeah, yeah di- that's orbs, true. Different colors that are glowing. Well, what are the orbs? They don't know. <laughs> they don't even speculate like it's like spirits. I don't remember. Yeah, there's a few. There's stuff like about interdimensional travelers and spirits. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure it. at one point in the like book they talk about seeing something that looks like a portal. They mm. think maybe is like one of their guesses, but I don't know. They could never get close enough or predict them. Well, of course they can't get close enough. Yeah. There we go. I, I I'm also of the opinion that once you name something, it gives it more like clout yeah. that sort of thing because if they had called it super happy fun times land you know like you know maybe it wouldn't be like oh but wouldn't call be so skinwalker bad. ranch you know something that's cursed and blah blah yeah people are gonna feed into that and yeah absolutely. belief is a powerful thing for sure yeah you're definitely right yeah i remember the skinwalker show brandon fugel they were talking about it being something about one of their hypotheses on all of the unexpected events or unexplained events was something like an interdimensional portal. Um, but, like, why go there? <laughs> I don't know. I need to watch it again. That's it's one thing if it's like they're going to the pyramids because, like, wow, the Great Pyramids, that's pretty cool. You yeah. know, go there kind of deal. Makes sense. But this is like Skinwalker Ranch, what I understand, is like a ranch with a cliffside. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> uh, so what gives it its super power interdimensional stuff i don't know it's remote enough that you won't draw attention so i don't know <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things where it's like as soon as like it starts defeating it the purpose of it like people know about it so then it's like go somewhere else it's kind of like area 51 i totally think area 51 is just like they're just like okay like we'll just keep the moniker there and do like random crap but it's, it's nothing crazy yeah because, like, it's just standard military yeah, stuff because so many people know about it that it's like well yeah like that's not going to be where the real secrety stuff is then correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i agree <laughs> i don't know aliens area 51 interdimensional travelers and aliens and all that is just what we claim things are because it can't be wizards and demons anymore. <laughs> Why yeah. can't it be wizards? <laughs> because science. <sighs> it would be fun if it was wizard. It would be a man fun. conjuring on the cliff. <laughs> that would be more exciting, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Me too. Goodness me. Okay, I have a question. Do you think it's more scare it's scarier that the thought of that we might be alone in the universe or that we might not be alone, which is worse. I think it's scarier if you were completely alone. I agree. Yeah, that's terrifying. Like, imagine if you're, like, have you ever had, like, a completely isolating moment kind of deal? Like, just been, like... Luckily not. Lost somewhere and, like, you think you are the only person? It's a terrifying experience. I bet. Well, that's that's my two cents, at least. What that's do you fair. think? I don't know. I think that, like... In a way, the thought that this is it, we're it, is kind of, like, it is spooky, and I don't like it, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a neat way to look at things, because it's like, this is it, we're it, help isn't coming, we got to figure our shit out. (laughs) Yeah. You can't. We just need to move to Mars. Yeah, we just got to (laughs) wait for the Vulcans to show up and solve our problems for us, because that's, yeah, but I don't know. I think both options can be very scary depending on how you look at it because also like if you assume that the whatever life is out there but the space between us and whatever that other life that's what i was gonna say is if you assume that like life out there is similar to us and ever we were able to contact them if it happens in our lifetime they would have to be like fairly advanced and there will always be that kind of like you could probably <laughs> cause a lot of problems for us. Yeah. And so there's that aspect of it. And there's the whole, like, Fermi paradox. Yeah, crap, I was about to bring that up. Which yeah. is fun Well, there's terrifying. the I, I do like it because I was reading somewhere that they were like, if there was a Earth-like system in the Andromeda galaxy, which is the nearest galaxy to yeah. the Milky Way, mm-hmm. 
and they looked at Earth and had the technology to see it because of how fast light travels, they would be seeing the flipping dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, it's one of those where it's like, if it's close enough to matter, I don't know, that's a, it's not really gonna, I don't know. Yeah, if it's close enough that they would be like within our neighborhood, it's still so far away that right, like, yeah, that's for, them like to even, for us to have any like actual contact yeah. is just not gonna, it's either gonna be terrifying because they can just roll up in a way that we don't understand <laughs> or you know what a, what we am can't I, see one of my favorite uh, I was in a philosophy class actually, and uh, I gotta take that next semester I'm not ready that's a good one <laughs> um, well depending on your teacher I'm sure yeah. I had Elaine Englehart she's fantastic okay noted um, anyways the uh, here let me look it up it is called uh, um Silly Asses. It is a <laughs> short science fiction story by an American writer. <laughs> and uh, basically the, uh, the whole gist of it is that there, there is intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. And they monitor other systems for when they become intelligent enough for them to warrant first contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, their sis- Star Trek. Oh, I guess. It's yeah, literally yeah. just Star Trek. <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> the Anyways. Vulcans waited till we got the warp drive, and that's when they decided we could make contact. That's oh, okay, <laughs> so, I mean, this was written in 1958, so maybe they got um, yeah, it's a around certain the same amount time. of... Okay, but uh, basically, uh, what this society has decided is the development of atomic power. And so they go through, and they're like, oh, sir, sir, they developed atomic power. And yeah. the guy, the head... Supreme guy's like, oh, cool, fantastic. We'll, like, send an envoy over to them. And he was like, probe. Yeah, he was like, but wait, like, what they did with it when they developed it is they just bombed each other with it. (laughs) And he just, he just, like, is like, oh, my gosh, these idiots, they're such silly asses. And then just like, (laughs) okay, we're going to quarantine them if this is going to how their behavior is. (laughs) What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, that's cool. But there are, like, theories like that, that there is, yeah. like, a supreme sort of intergalactic something or another, and we're basically, like, a zoo for them. Yeah. Because we have developed so slowly compared to other yeah. planets and other solar systems. They could have just chosen to avoid us completely. Yeah. yeah. So that's another yeah. So how about, that's a third thought. How is it worse to be alone, <laughs> super far away, or you're just some Just ignored. <laughs> or... The bad version of that, which is just dead space, which is that yeah. there's a, some sort of, and also Mass Effect, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of the same. That's fine. Um, play that. Which is that there's the super, like, dominant life form out there that waits until it can, like, detect you based on, like, a certain thing. Except for when it does, it just shows up and kills you. <laughs> For whatever reason. In Dead Space, it's because these giant moons made out of corpses need to feed. And that's pretty cool. Why isn't it just like they're just egotistic and have to be the only super intelligence? Because it's cosmic horror and it's more fun that way. If it's a moon made of corpses that drives with full markers that makes you insane, that makes you build. It's like, Dead Space is so good. Um, (laughs) I could talk about it for a minute, and I think I might. Um, (laughs) You think I should? Because you've seen 2001, right? You've got the Yes, I have. I have seen 2001. I've read it. It's like, there's things. It's good. Oh, I didn't know it was based off a book. I need to see it. There's a trilogy. Yeah. A trilogy? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, But yeah, so there's, instead of the monolith that's like a friendly alien thing that is also just people from the future. um, Yes. The markers in Dead Space are not friendly alien things, and they but they download like schematics to your brain and make you like do things. So you can make massive leaps in technology, mm. so that mm. you can Get go outward to them. And then like the markers will like activate, and then it starts turning people into necromorphs. And then <laughs> the more that it happens, it can bring the Brethren Moons, is what they're called, and they converge on. Earth. And that's how the third game ends, is the Brethren Moons converge on Earth and everybody dies and it's great. <laughs> and then there's nothing left except for empty space. Space with nothing living in it. That sucks. 
But there's a it, name for that. If it has like, if it has to eat and stuff like that, and since it's well, it goes back like, to sleep. Well, it's still something alive, <laughs> kind of. Okay, I was making a pun <laughs> on the title. All right. All right. I, the, I well, no, because they are dead. They're like zombies. They're not alive. Undead. They call them the living dead, though. Or is it, what the difference between undead and the living dead? <laughs> living dead. Because, like, my understanding is, like, Dracula is living dead. But, like, a zombie is undead. I think that we're just being pedantic at that point. <laughs> one of us could probably look that up. Let's see. Undead versus living dead. There's going to be a difference. <laughs> Am I right? Well, according to this one, it just... Living dead means zombie, while undead as a classification encompasses a much larger group. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, okay, Reddit. Okay. <laughs> That's the place. Got there the you definition. go. Yeah. <laughs> They'll know. Because, I mean, in my mind, it's like the reason why it's undead, the zombies, because it died and then something reanimated it, and yeah. now it's undead. But if you're a vampire, you're alive, and then you get bitten, and it turns you into, like, some dead thingy. So you're, you're living dead. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, to me. according to D and D, let's see what this forum says. The author. Yeah, the author, the arbiter of truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undead is a creature type. Um, living and dead are defined on page one ninety six and one ninety eight of the player's handbook. Oh, good. I just have that laying around. I have one at home. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, previous editions, creatures that were never living didn't die, but instead they were destroyed. In this edition, creatures die whether they whether or not they were ever alive, so that's a fun little 5e fact for you. Mm. I don't know. I think it's literally, it's just two words that mean the same thing. Yeah. Like, Interchangeable. Yeah. I like my definition better. Yeah, I think it fits. You I'm know, biased. It makes sense that. to me. <sighs> anyway, sorry, Preston. We've nope, you're absolutely was, good. Was that, was that the end, or did you have more? <laughs> nope, a little bit more. Okay. Back to Skinwalker Ranch. Continue. Yeah. So, continuing talking about these key events that keep coming back. So UFO <laughs> um, sightings, that was the first one. Um, the other is cryptid sightings. These Cryptid's are, another, such a broad category. It is, exactly. So this mentions. So why isn't a skinwalker a cryptid? I or guess is it, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cryptids, observers report seeing non-aggressive, apparently wolves, that when shot seem to be completely unaffected and just carry on. Oh, why are they non-aggressive? I don't know. Because uh, they're unkillable. Just standing there. Yeah. Menacingly. <laughs> what we should do is just get stuffed giant wolves and just start putting them around this place. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is cattle mutilations. This is one that keeps coming back apparently. Um, even with the new owners. So livestock often just falling victim to unexplained mutilations. Um, Are there bears in the area? I don't think so. Coyotes, probably. That's the only thing I, I can think of. the winters. There's got to be, like, some larger apex predator in there. Yeah. All I can think of is coyotes. Because the wolves, they reintroduce in Yellowstone. My understanding is they've also come back into Utah. Yeah, and Idaho, the same thing. kind of. The okay. other, yep. Mutilations. Mutilations. The other one's poltergeist phenomena, things moving without reason, heavy machinery uh, displaced, sometimes by several feet. So I don't know if they're measuring where it was, keeping track, and then. Yeah, how do they keep track <laughs> I don't of that? I came here, and last night he was over here, and in the morning he was, he was over here. <laughs> I feel like you would notice that. Yeah. I yeah. worked on a farm. You would notice. Yeah. You'd be like, it's hey, a that's a big tractor. Yeah. Yeah. Or just you'd see the grass. Yeah, or you'd it. see like the it, okay. <laughs> Especially like most farmers these put like, their farm equipment back in the same spot. These like force push like it leaves dragons or is it literally just been like picked up, levitated and dropped down? Um I think the second one. Like yeah. not that it's been dragged cuz that happened with some of the cow mutilations too where it's like it died. We saw it die on the camera, and it's just not there anymore. We don't know where it went. And then they find it in another field later, just, yeah. like, set down. It's weird. It's weird. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah. 
And then the other one's electromagnetic anomalies. Um, that one I this, see is more more plausible. Yeah, this was a big one on the show, the Skinwalker show with uh, Mr. Fugel. Um, a lot of their camera equipment throughout the seasons, the episodes would just batteries would die without reason. You know, they'd go out into the field with fully charged equipment, and then as soon as that they got out there, that seems to be a, a like I've read other hauntings. Yeah, and they also report that of just batteries dying. Yeah, it's very interesting. It is. Yeah. Um, equipment going out, batteries dying, um, phones going off, playing music. Um, and then this was my favorite, otherworldly phenomena. Some people reported, I don't know if they were taking hallucin, hallucinogenics or whatever, um, but reported seeing portals or wormholes from which different entities seem to emerge. Um, time distortions, time slowing down or speeding up unexpectedly. Um, that's that's about everything that's been reported. What keeps coming back? Time slowly. I mean, I myself have spaced out. Yeah, I don't know if that's just what like reported. This is like a... <laughs> have you done that driving? Yeah. I've done that driving. It's scary. Like, oh, yeah, autopilot almost, kicks in. <laughs> I almost got in a wreck once. Um, but, no, what they're talking about specifically is it's a phenomenon they tend to call lost time, like with alien UFO abduction stuff. Mm-hmm. Big report where it's like, yeah, you're in your car, you're driving, and then like you're aware all the lights turn off, and then the next thing you're aware of is you're still in your car, mm-hmm. but ten minutes have passed. The clock yeah. says ten minutes have passed, and everything around you says ten minutes have passed, and you don't know what happened. That's and wacky. that's spooky. So yeah, that is hmm. of like, yeah, you're just in the field. And you're like, well, no, I was over. I mean, that could also be like ADHD. Yeah, um, time blindness is a thing, but usually it's like a very sudden like. Yeah, no, the clock now says it is much later, and I have been standing here for two seconds, as mm. far as I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, that's Not wacky. just watching TikTok. What about the portals, <laughs> though? There's portals that open up. Because I've had really bad tunnel vision once. No, these are portals that open up in the sky, and they see things, like, drop out of it. Yeah. The orbs, even. The orbs. Yeah. You could see, see some fun little portals. Is this like Prince of Egypt level, like the Angel of Death coming out portal kind of thing? I haven't seen that. <laughs> the Prince of Egypt? No. It's a good one. Okay. I believe you. DreamWorks. It was like their, uh, I've told you this story before. Uh, the So DreamWorks, they had uh, kind of like two crews at the time when they were developing the uh, Prince of Egypt movie. Mm-hmm. They had the, the good eggs who would uh, stay on the uh, Prince of Egypt project. But if you were acting up or just like being kind of annoying, I guess, you would get sent to uh, work on the Shrek production. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it getting Shreked. That was your punishment. <laughs> and so it made just kind of the perfect storm of all the troublemaking, troublemaking irreverent people yeah, got put that on the Shrek project. explains exactly why Shrek is the way that it is. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. Nice. <laughs> Joke's on you, idiots. <laughs> that just proves that management doesn't know what they're talking about half the time. I mean, in the end, it ended up being like a good you yeah. know, thing. because Which one of those movies have more people seen? Exactly. I've never heard of I, Prince yeah, of Egypt. Yeah, I know, but the Prince of Egypt at the time won them a lot of awards, and it made them like a credible studio. Because right. prior to that, you can't really... I, like, what was DreamWorks doing before Shrek and the Prince of Egypt? Like, yeah. I, I can't... I can't name a movie. Yeah, I never heard of anything else. I don't know. Before that. So about, but definitely, I mean, again, we have Shrek Crocs now. Yeah, Ooh, you one. still need to show me your, your Shrocks. <laughs> yeah, you'll see them one day. <laughs> okay. Anyways. I look forward to it. Is that all about Skinwalker Ranch? That's about it. Uh, wacky stuff going on there. Basically, yeah, I want to visit it. I want to camp out there. Sounds like a good time. I think it's prohibited. It you is can camp out property. around it. Yeah, Mr. In the Fugle. vicinity, which is close enough. There's still stuff apparently that happens out there. But yeah, are there any Airbnbs nearby? Probably. I'm sure Probably in the neighboring town. Yeah. Yeah. For cabins out there. What's near? Buck. Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, okay, I'll talk about one very briefly here. Um, I have never heard of this one. Skinwalker Ranch is pretty you know, well known here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Park City allegedly has its own infamous ghosts. 
Which kind of makes sense. It was a mining town. It almost went completely ghost town. I yeah. think the only reason why it's still around is the 2001 skiing. Olympic Games yeah. and skiing. And so it kept like it alive. Um, I have a terrible story of a uh, sidetrack. Sorry. Um, I was helping one of my users, and they said that they had a house. This was like in the late 80s, early 90s, on Park City Main Street, like at the end. And it burnt down in some random fire. And they just had this burnt lot. And they sold it in, like, 1995 for what they thought was a good amount of money. Yeah. And then the Olympics got announced. And then it turned into, like, oh, this super high-end no. place. Yeah. And they are like, we missed out oh. on hundreds of thousands that of dollars. That would feel so <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, like, at the top. Like. <laughs> That's so unlucky. It's awful. Damn. I was like... Dang, I feel so <laughs> bad. <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, uh, this is called The Man in the Yellow Slicker. Ooh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, what, is, what even is a slicker? Is it I don't type know. of raincoat? Yeah, it's the rain. It's a the yellow raincoat. The yellow raincoat. The rain yellow raincoat. Okay, the iconic, the one the Morton Salt girl has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, the, like a, it's a rubber yellow trench coat basically okay it's slick even anyways the ominous figure is uh supposedly a harbinger of death yeah they often are and uh, <laughs> residents report seeing the man in the yellow slicker um apparently they reported seeing him before a large mine explosion when it was still a mining town um, that killed 34 men mm. Mm. Uh, however, other people were saying that it is a helpful entity of sorts and that it was actually warning them of danger. Right. There are kind of two different ways of, of looking down at that. And then some people say the origin was that he was a, a miner who either died in some accident or was murdered and then thrown into a 600-foot mine shaft, yeah. which would be pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, but, yeah, so they just have a... I guess they even have a, a little tour that they do in Park City Ghost Tours, but they, some people know him as a friendly stranger, and supposedly they have the death certificate of the man, mm. which I think is kind of interesting. You, you never hear of, like, at least I've never heard of before, of, like, this is the actual haunter. Yeah. Here's, like, proof he lived, died, that sort of thing. Can yeah, they do it all the time. Do you have that? <laughs> oh, like I said, I don't yeah. hang around horror movies and that's shows like, and stuff like that. that. That's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing? That's That's like the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum you need Man, for you, a good you need to watch freaking Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I've only seen Supernatural in like the first three or four seasons. No, like watch <laughs> Ghost Adventures. It's not a horror thing. It's Zach Biggins. <laughs> yeah. Where's it on? Uh, Everywhere, I think. Hulu, HBO Max, one of those two. Yeah. It's on Hulu. I think so. Oh yeah, Aaron's it's, a good one. Yeah, just watch a ghost hunting show. That's like the bare minimum of effort is to find somebody who died in the area. <laughs> you just around. like this is the the guy. Yeah, this is the guy because they never have a picture of the actual haunter, and everyone goes, "Yeah, that's an old guy in a trench coat. That's probably him." <laughs> <laughs> that's the bare minimum. Okie dokie. All right. Uh, okay, we'll move on then since apparently it's kind of a lamer one. And the article's not very long. They don't have enough good lore on the guy. Yeah, it sounds like it's just a man in a raincoat that people see sometimes. That's pretty cool. I want to check He's out there, that. Which is cool. fun. Yeah. I did like how they called him a harbinger of death. And allegedly there is a Utah Lake monster, which I know is complete like <laughs> bullcrap. Yeah, nothing survives in that lake. Except all the so, giant catfish yeah. that are like three feet long. <laughs> I mean, it's a muddy, grummy lake. I mean, catfish yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. just got to be one weird one with a birth defect. Well, this guy, <laughs> in August 1868, a Lehigh resident, Henry Walker. Oh, well, that was before it was messed up. <laughs> was it? Because I thought the pioneers introduced carp. Or like, you know. Yeah. They brought live carp. Somebody did at some point. I just know that it was mostly messed up because of Geneva Steel. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure they didn't help. And but that was like, because the Pioneers arrived 1847. This is uh, 1868. So that's 20 years for like, you know. How did they bring the carp? Just 
ship them over in a barrel. Yep. To what end? <laughs> because I think originally my understanding is they saw it as like a cheap way to feed people, but like no one was smart enough to actually try eating them before they introduced them into the lake. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're full of spines and everyone is pain to cook. Mm-hmm. No one really likes it. But then there are other people who argue that they just kind of like got out. They were introduced in the 1880s. Oh, this was before. before. Like that, yeah, that's a pretty good land speed record to from showing up to completely messing up a local ecosystem. (laughs) Yeah, I mean stuff. I mean, look at cane toads in Australia. That they messed up the local ecosystem pretty quickly. Mm. Anyways, continue. Anyways, yeah, sorry. I don't know Uh, what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> Henry Walker reported seeing a large, monstrous creature. It looked like a large snake, but with the head of a greyhound. <laughs> okay. And it glided across the waters of Utah Lake, um, while others reported seeing a serpentine creature with wicked-looking black eyes mm. in the Jordan River, which flows into Utah Lake. It sounds Ooh. like a big snake. Yeah. Yeah, the head of a greyhound. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the lion ant? No. No. <laughs> or the ant lion? One of the two. Um, this is from a medieval bestiary. If you ever are bored, look it up. They're very funny. Um, a lion ant is what happens when. Dragonfly. A, no. That's yeah, asking. <laughs> no, or an ant lion is what happens when an ant mates with a lion. Ooh. It has the head of a lion and a body of an ant. So it's just and a the two flying head. <laughs> an ant? Yeah, it's just a... F- oh, it's, some ants fly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just... I guess. That's just weird but that you, you went there. But you just see a lion head just <laughs> rolling around. Yeah. Um, but then it says, like... Body. <laughs> their thing is, like, the two parts of the body operate as they would on the normal animal. And so since the lion eats Ugh. meat, it only eats... It can only eat meat. But since the ant eats grain, it can only digest grain, so it just starves to death. <laughs> uh, okay. And yeah. the medievals came up with this to help them describe <laughs> what? Or... I don't know. I just saw it and thought it was funny. Uh. <laughs> like... I do know there's one random mystery from the medieval times that I've always thought was super funny. And apparently people, honest, honest to goodness, don't understand it. But there are a lot of illuminated texts Mm. where people are fighting slugs or snails. And they don't know exactly why. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) They're just like, some people think like maybe since like most often illuminations were done by Christian monastery kind of related things. They're like maybe they're combating slothfulness. Yeah. Metaphor. Yeah, something like that, but there, yeah, there's like... A weird inside joke that was lost. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, <laughs> he's battling a snail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. so just like, yeah. And, uh, I don't know, do you have anything, Michael, any good hauntings you can think of? Or oh, supernatural I, I, in general. I, I brought five urban legends. Okay, <laughs> nice. Michael. Let's I'm gonna rapid that. fire through them. I went. I literally just went to the urban legend Wikipedia page and clicked on ones that I knew or it's thought sounded interesting. Yeah. Um, they're very fun. I listen to too many podcasts about these things. We'll start with a, with a fun, fun, easy one that you guys probably know about. Um, have Watch you heard of? Not know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Have you heard the urban legend surrounding? Um, the Phil Collins song in the air tonight. No. Yes, I have. Yeah, I was like, I know you've heard this one, Benjamin. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, yeah, that it's like um, him supposed to be talking about a car accident that he witnessed or something like that. Mm. Almost. Um, so, reading directly from Wikipedia now. <laughs> okay. An urban legend has arisen about in the air tonight, according to which the lyrics are based on a drowning incident in which someone who was close enough to save the victim did not help them. While Collins, who was too far away to help, looked on. Increasingly embellished variations of the legend emerged over time, with the stories often culminating in Collins singling out the guilty party while singing the song at a concert. Mm. Collins has denied all such stories. He commented on the legends about the song in BBC World Service interview. I'll read that quote in a moment. But yeah, basically it's that he saw somebody 
not save someone from drowning because there's that one line in the song mm-hmm. where. But I mean, you could easily take that as like metaphorically because because isn't the main thing of the song just talked about like you're falling out of love with someone basically, so That's like you I feel thought. like you're drowning in those feelings. Yeah. Of like. Yeah. Well, so this is what. Um, Phil Collins had to say in the interview. He said, I don't know what this song is about. <laughs> when, I was, <laughs> when I was writing this, I was going through a divorce, and the uh, only like, thing I can say about it is it's obviously an anger. It's the angry side or the bitter side of a separation. Mm. So what makes it even more comical is when I hear these stories, which started many years ago, particularly in America, uh, <laughs> someone come up to me and say, did you really see someone drowning? I said, no, wrong. And then every time I go back to America, the story gets... Chinese whispers. I can't say that anymore. It gets more and more elaborate. It's so frustrating because this is one song out of all the songs probably that I've ever written, and I really don't know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, he was going through a divorce. I, I feel like yeah. the separation yeah, no. thing still counts. It's literally just him like writing stuff about his feelings, but he doesn't. It it didn't have a point to it. It was just venting. Right. It was just yeah. Yeah. creative venting. Um, That's too funny. Apparently, it's referenced in an Eminem song. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. He has a lot of pop references. Yeah. In the the song Stan by Eminem, the urban legend is referenced. He says, you know the song by Phil Collins, In the Air of the Night, about the guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't? Then Phil saw it all. Then at a show he found him? Mm, Pure poetry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Lyrical artist. It's also referenced in uh, Family Guy. Nice. Um, Yeah. yeah. Fun show. Anyways, that's that's a quick... Quick, fun, easy one to get us, get us rolling. Now we're gonna go to f- some fun, spooky ones. Um, okay, okay. He's gonna rapid fire through. Because we're at forty-one minutes. Oh wow. But that's. We got. I got so much minutes. time. I have so minutes. much time. Um. Anyways, <laughs> have you heard of the Dark Watchers? No. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, is it kind of like the Men in Black? No. <laughs> no. Not, no. Is it like that one, the Watcher case of, like, they basically have, like, a stalker, like, for the house? Kind of, but less actually real. Okay. Because that's scary, and I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Dark Watchers, also known by early Spanish settlers as Los Vigilantes Oscuros. Mm. I'm good at Spanish is a name given to a group of entities in California folklore purportedly seen observing travelers along the Santa Lucia Mountains. Mm. I'm not familiar super well with California's topography. Where is the uh, Santa Lucia Mountains? Coastal Central. There Thank it is. It. Yeah, like, I don't know, wherever all the Spanish stuff is. <laughs> we not like Santa Fe and San Diego. Yeah, it's all just kind of in there. And then the Californians are. butcher it. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's how you can distinguish that one from the Californian ones from the ones in South America. <laughs> yeah. The city names, that is. Um, anyways, the dark watchers are described as tall, sometimes giant-sized, featureless dark silhouettes, often adorned with brimmed hats or walking sticks. They Do are they most have brimmed hats in Spanish time? Oh, yeah, I guess they did. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I thought yeah. I was thinking of like a baseball brim. <laughs> yeah, there's a, you see a man with a Yankee cap. They've seen the Los Angeles players before, you know. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers fans. There we go. <laughs> I hate them. Um, <laughs> that's terrifying. Anyways, they are most often reported to be seen in the hours around twilight and dawn. Of course. They are said to motionlessly watch travelers from the horizon along the Santa Lucia mountain range. According to legend, no one has seen one up close, and if someone were to approach them, they disappear. Mm. Well, that's why no one's seen them. Yeah, yeah they just dis- they disappear. They're like those. Um, brief side tangent, because there's some more about like the history and stuff that I'm gonna skim through. Um, did either of you play Super Mario Galaxy? I did. I played as a kid. Twenty minutes got very motion sick and had to stop. <laughs> it made me motion sick too. Yeah, I got it from Best Buy. That made me. That's just weakness. Um, <laughs> you saw me with the VR headset. I did not. Yeah, but hold up well with that <laughs> thing either. Nobody does their first time. But Mario Galaxy, that's nothing. Um, fun like side urban legend for you that emerged on the internet. About. Galaxy? About Mario Galaxy. I mean, it's a true urban legend, but nobody knows. Like, it's you can find them. They're in the game. Mm. In the Shiverburn Galaxy, it's just like it's a fun little level where it's like half 
ice level, half lava level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> or shiver freeze or something. Okay. Or I don't know. Anyways, it if you look back into the skybox, you can see up on this like there's like this ledge because you're it kind of looks like you're in like this basin on this planet, um, and it's this like silhouette of this ledge, and it looks kind of like like it's just kind of pretty featureless. And then for some reason, there's just three dudes standing on it with, like, mm. weird little faces just watching you. Mm. And they have, like, they're separate from the rest of the skybox. Like, they have, people have, like, dug into it. They have, like, weird little names to them that are, like, really cryptic and weird. And Nintendo just won't acknowledge them. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I'm willing to bet these are just developers. I was going to say that. Some guy. Yeah. In lots of games, stuff like but yeah, that. It's, that's, what I, that's what I pictured, is the guys from Mario Galaxy. It, it, it's not it's it's just supernatural. Some it's just kind of fun yeah. and weird that's, yeah. that there's just these weird, creepy, kind of gross figures watching you as you play, and you don't... And then, yeah. yeah. You just don't see them. Like, it's never mentioned. It, it never draws your attention to them. They're just there, and that's spooky. And it's, like, really far away. Yeah. Noticed. Somebody was just playing, and they saw them. Like, you can see them if you look. They're not hard to spot, but they're not somewhere where you would necessarily yeah. be looking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, Dark Watchers. Um, I'm just going to skim through the history. There's a lot of stuff in here. I just want to add something to the Dark Watchers real quick. Yeah. I was looking at that same Wikipedia page that you were, and I love the explanations that they gave. Um, they just basically said it makes sense for California. Um, people, <laughs> illusions, hallucinations, and um, drugs is basically what people said <laughs> to explain it. That's great. Yeah. 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 I do like the uh, the broken specter is a plausible explanation for the ma- uh, the legend. Mm. It's called a also called a mountain specter. It can occur in oh. certain atmospheric conditions. When the sun is at a particular angle, the subject's shadow can be cast onto a cloud bank around them, um, creating the illusion of a large, shadowy humanoid figure. So it's basically, it's like, potentially, it, it was just yeah. some dude standing there. And yeah, the sun hit him just right, and it just looks like he's there. And by the time you try to move towards him, the sun yeah, sets. Yeah, that's you know, why so it would disappears. disappear. Yeah. Because it's just a normal-sized dude. And right. that's neat. Mm. That's fun. Um, anyways. I do, I do like... Knowing a good, you know, plausibility, I think that's or explanation kind of thing. Yeah, it makes I, you feel a little bit better about I it. I remember there, I had someone tell me, and it's hilarious. I haven't fact checked it or not, but there was this like show where they would uh, send in some ghost detector people first, <laughs> and then afterwards they would send in like a legit like home inspector paranormal guy. home inspector except they messed up the format and they send the home inspector in first uh. <laughs> and then they do the ghost hunting thing oh, and man. it's really awful they messed it up yeah they killed the formula then yeah. it's great there's a whole I video on you youtube watched i watched the jenny nicholson video about it because it's hard to find the stuff and i will not watch the show you refuse to yeah that well because they're they're all the same. They're all bad. <laughs> yeah. Because my understanding was basically is like he had very logical and real reasons for why certain like yeah. doors of plumbing, basically. Or, or it's something it's like usually that, doors know. that aren't installed properly. There's Sweetie one like doors, yeah. optical illusion he finds that's really cool, yeah. where it's like people, they were saying they were seeing the, a shadowy figure at the top of their stairs, and he was like, oh yeah, so this part of the wall that looks vaguely like a person was painted to fix some sort of damage with the wrong finish mm. as the rest of the wall. Oh, so it's just slightly it was, off. It was, yeah. semi, it was like semi-gloss paint and then a matte, a matte paint. Yeah, and so it, he's like, yeah, so when the light's off, it looks like there might be something like with uh. just the right, <clears throat> it looks like there's a figure the there. Added but it's literally yeah. just somebody didn't buy the right paint. <laughs> That's funny. There's something like that at my parents' house. They didn't remodel because the um, ceiling flooded <laughs> 15 <laughs> years ago. But... Um, they got the, my dad got the wrong paint. It was slightly the wrong color um, of white. Whoops. And if you look at the wall in a certain light, you can tell a difference. It looks like a head sometimes. Well, that's because <laughs> there are so many different colors of, of just white or black. Yeah, I can't it really blame really him for getting it wrong. Yeah. Anyways, um, thank you for sharing. My next 
little guys, funny little dudes. Have you heard, have either of you heard of black eyed children or black eyed no. kids? I've heard of the black eyed kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Are these like dead hollow children? We don't know. It's exciting. Um, In contemporary American legend are paranormal creatures that resemble children between ages 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes. Children, those are just delinquent teenagers. (laughs) Probably. Don't know how, but you're calling me, Preston. That's spooky. Called you from my pocket somehow. It's coming from inside the the UVU. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyways. But the pale skin and black eyes, like completely black like those, like Supernatural. Um, they are reportedly seen hitchhiking or begging or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Mm. The doorstep one, yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, this is like, I don't know, did you see an abused kid and you were so frightened you just slammed the door immediately? <laughs> like... No, because <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> because obviously they have like, Creepy black eyes. Um, anyways. Where's the photo? I gotta look up, uh, what are they, black eyed children? Yeah, just look up black eyed children. Gonna end up on some government watch list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah. Be careful. Um, while tabloid coverage of these creatures has claimed that the tales of black eyed children have existed since the 1980s, most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996 postings written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list mm. relating two alleged encounters with black-eyed kids. Um, Bethel describes encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas in 1996 and claims that a second person had a similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Bethel's stories have become regarded as classic examples of creepypasta and gained such popularity mm. that he published an FAQ just to keep up with demand for <laughs> more info <laughs> about the new urban legend. you got to um, give them what they want. Yeah. Exactly. Damn, this is all... Apparently they had a horror film Kickstarter for Black Eyed Kids. This just looks yeah. like... But so they're creepy because, and the Wikipedia article doesn't tell a bunch, but I've listened to many a podcast, and so they're, I have information in my brain. I will get some of it wrong, <laughs> um, but that's fine. But yeah, usually they're like really... And a lot of the stuff I've seen, it's like they're really kind of creepy and weird, and like they don't behave normally. Yeah. Like they... A lot of times, like, they'll knock on your door and, like, you'll answer it and there'll be these two creepy kids and they'll be asking to be let in and, like, but it's, like, there's obviously something wrong with them, not in a, like, oh, you've been abused, but in a, like, you've given yourself away, replicant human. Like, that's not how we talk. (laughs) Why do you sound like that? Just real creepy-ass stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know. Some of it could just be, like, easily the lighty, like, late at night. Yeah. Someone's wearing a hoodie. I mean, and like, your eyes are pitch black. I mean, like, like I mean, that's just a Photoshop. Line. Well, obviously, these people are airbrushing children's eyes. But, yeah. You know, as far like, as the stories go, it's that they are what clearly happens not. If you let them in, I think they kill you. <laughs> I don't know. Again, it's all, they're just fun stories. Usually, yeah. uh, usually, there's some kind of like demon thing that like either, like, herald some sort of, like, monster thing if it's, like, a fun little fiction story or... Yeah, that's the thing is I think most of the stuff I've seen, nobody usually lets them in because they're creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, you, you know, there's the usual, like, paranormal stuff um, where it's, like, and I got this sense of dread came over me and a weird smell and they're hmm. just real strange little guys. Oh, yeah, the lion ant. There he is. Yeah. Um, Benjamin has just shown me a photo of the lion ant and yep that's him it's much bigger though yeah i thought he was like no, giant a... head little tiny body. that's what i was picturing <laughs> too yeah it doesn't have to make any sense it's fine okay. um anyways black eyed children are fun and weird and i think mostly just agreed to be like yeah they're a fun horror trope little urban legend i don't think anyone actually believes they exist they're just they're fun because they're creepy um okay next one the best one, the Mothman. Oh, I love Mothman. <laughs> I love this little guy. He's my favorite. I want to go to Mothman Festival. Mm, it sounds fun. really fun. Um, Mothman is also another um, harbinger of doom. Um, in West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a humanoid creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. Mm. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register 
dated November 16th, 1966, titled Couple C Man Size Bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 <laughs> something. <laughs> the national press soon picked up the reports and helped spread the story across the United States. The source, uh, the source of the legend is believed to have originated from sightings of out-of-migration sandhill cranes or herons. No, he's a herald of doom. <laughs> I just like the. Uh, I disagree. Have you, have you seen in the because it's uh, the town they've erected a statue. Yeah, caked Mothman. Uh, and holy cow, they have the abs on Mothman. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the ass because that is also. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen the back of the statue. You gotta. It's great. Oh man, he's awesome. Let me see if there's the. <laughs> that was <laughs> when they were tearing down all the statues of like Confederate generals and stuff. Then it became like, well, what do we put up here? <laughs> and Mothman. there were people, I think there was a petition of like, yeah, we need to just have like. He's got cut put, glutes. <laughs> he sure does. He is caked. And that, there was like, people were talking about, they're like, yeah, you, we should just put up caked statues of local cryptids instead of Confederate generals. I love it. And I, I would really like that. I think that would be really good. Yeah, put some levity in there. Yeah, it'd be really fun because, yeah. The problem is then it's going to draw, like, the supernatural mumbo-jumbo. What's wrong with that? Oh, like I said, like, because then it'll turn into Skinwalker. And here's the thing. Like, you either make it a positive thing and you, like, sell a bunch of stuff, like this moth festival thing or, like, the places near Area 51 that just sell a bunch of spicy and sour stuff for whatever reason, in addition to the UFO paraphernalia. Um, Or it, like... Too many people come and it kind of runs it down or it develops like a spooky reputation and then, you know, only certain types of people come that the city management won't like because, you know, they're squares, that sort of thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those are just my thoughts. Um, I don't know that I've heard of that happening. I feel like that's usually, it's all just a really positive thing. And it's just kind of, because most of the people who go, no, it's fake. <laughs> well, yeah. Know that it can be explained, and so it's just a fun thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, like, always the weirdos who think it is a thing, but... Birds aren't real, Michael. That's true. That was started are. as a joke, They're and I hate agents. that people take it seriously now. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. They were bought off, Michael. That's what, uh, the original creators. They were bought off by the, the CIA to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. <sighs> I hate it here. I don't want to um, live on this planet anymore. <laughs> did you know that the Mothman was sighted in 2016 in Chicago? Why yeah. Chicago? I don't know. He, he just migrated. was hanging out. Far away. I don't know. Um, I don't Wouldn't remember a place was... for a moth. Fragile wings. Yeah. Well, so that's the um, fun thing about the Mothman is if you read the original report, the way they describe him is a giant bat. They say he had mm. bat wings. Can't call him the Batman. <laughs> uh, it's licensed. Yep. So they had to, so they started calling him the Mothman because you can't call him the Batman. You will get sued. I think they attempt. I think they even attempted to um, call him that at one point, and it was like, no, 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 you can't do that. But yeah, all of the original descriptions were of this giant thing with bat wings. You're gonna love this. Uh, Batman has a, a villain, lesser known, obviously, named Killer Moth. Mm. Yeah, I know about him. He was in Teen Titans. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't watch it. Didn't have cable. It was a good show. <laughs> yeah, I know about I know about Killer Moth. <laughs> He's so is, great. So is that them crossing this over? A yeah, bit, probably. Or? It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know much about the origin of him. What are Killer Moth's powers? I think he's a just like a gadgety weirdo guy. I don't remember. It's been mm-hmm. it's so been a like very long Batman, time. He he's like gadgets. a Batman. Maybe he's also part Moth. I don't know. Um, I remember him being real gross and stuff but also having like a gun like a goo gun shoots acid or something he's got like a little little wing pack can fly around i don't know um i have not seen any of that in a very long time i just i do remember killer moth and i remember there's like an episode where he even has a a moth cave and the moth mobile (laughs) yeah everyone everyone gets a mobile um (laughs) There's, like, an episode of Teen Titans where Killer Moth, like, kidnaps Robin because Killer Moth's teenage daughter is a huge fan of Robin and wants Robin to go to the prom with her. (laughs) And he's like, fine, I'll do it. He's like, please, you just, you really got to help me out, man. Like, my daughter. (laughs) It's, yeah, like, my daughter is a real bitch. I hate her. Like, she's just a nightmare of a, it's. 
It's a fun episode. And then he goes off and like goes and robs a bank during the prom. It's fun. Nice. Has a moth copter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, what was the reasoning behind? Yeah, the like um, Chicago sightings of Mothman. I don't remember like I don't remember if there was anything like super horrific that happened around the time. There probably was. Um, mm-hmm. There's probably a shooting or something. Um, but they're it, looking at the data. Um, ooh, I just bumped my mic. Um, they were looking at it and saying that. Uh, the sample was not very good. It was a selective sample. He basically said, hey, anybody who thinks they saw Mothman, come talk to me. <laughs> he didn't just go, like, talk to random people. So, mm. But did lead to some fun... Uh, Get a bunch of, you know, yeah. questionable yeah. testimonials. People. Yeah, people who want to have seen Mothman. Um, <laughs> it did lead to some fun stories that were around. I remember listening to YouTube videos about... Um, those sort of things are talking about like yeah the mothman being outside like apartment windows and stuff and it's <laughs> it's fun i think he's neat he's in fallout 76 and it's the only reason i'm going to eventually play that game that's a good reason yeah he's yeah. cool i like that's mothman and yeah but the explanations for him are fun because the original sighting of mothman was around in the 60s um like i was saying and he and what is he? humanoid creature he's a humanoid creature with Big red eyes, big wings, no neck. Ooh. He's always described as like having no discernible neck because he's just kind of a shadow. He's just this giant, oh, like, insectoid thing. Yeah. Sure, he's just been eating a lot of little Debbies or something. <laughs> yeah, well, he's kind Probably. of a, he's, just, he's shaped kind of funky. Um, and people were seeing a whole bunch of him. There's, that's another one where there's just lots of weird, miscellaneous stuff that happened. There's stuff with Indrid Cold, this like a men in black shows up and he's really weird. And, like, all these weird, like, phone calls, and then a bridge collapses. (laughs) Um, And that's where the Harbinger of Doom thing comes around, because people, because he was showing up a whole bunch, and people were, were, I believe they reported seeing him. Yeah, in Point Pleasant. They, I believe, reported seeing him on this bridge um, once or twice, but he was showing up a whole bunch. There's all this weird stuff going on. and then Christmas Eve, the bridge collapses and like 60 people die or something ridiculous. Maybe it's not mm. quite 60. A lot of people died. Um, well, a not good number. Yeah. yeah, it was it was not a fun time. And then after that, the sightings pretty much stopped. Mm. And yeah, he just kind of like disappears. And so some people were like, yeah, maybe he was like an angel of death or something or a harbinger of doom. Which you I said this was in the 60s? Yeah, 66, 67. Through 1966 <laughs> to 1967. Yeah. Uh, Cold War technology, clearly. <laughs> Genetically mutated. I would mutated. love to see <laughs> the Cold War technology that had a man flying at 100 miles an hour to keep up with the Chevy. Because <laughs> the, the first people who said they saw him were a bunch of teenagers going out to this, like, make-out point, basically. Right. By the old munitions mm. <laughs> testing facility. Oh, Romantic. By a munitions testing facility. It was a, they used to have, like, chemical munitions all over the place. Mm. That is something that has been discussed. But it was no longer in use, and I believe they were, like, they weren't anywhere near where it was. They just happened to be, like, driving past it to yeah. get to where they were going, I think. Um, Bad time to spill my weapons grade LSD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, they, like, see this, like, weird thing. They're, like, driving back, and they see this, like, dark shape on the road. And they, like, slam on their brakes or something. And then it stands up and looks at them. <laughs> With a red eye. And it's like seven feet tall and just like takes off into the sky. And Muffled. so naturally they floor it and they're <laughs> they like take freaking off out. Quietly? Quietly, without quietly, a sound. Without a sound. And they like floor it and he apparently was just like flying right above them, like keeping pace with their car going like a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> it's a fun story. They're, yeah, definitely. That is one I can't recommend enough. It's very fun. It's kind of light on the super spooky. I, I keep finding different descriptions. They're like, he's seven foot, he's ten foot. I, I mean, yeah. I guess the bottom line is he's tall. He's yeah. very tall. And he's that's, a big boy. And that's where the debunkings come in is people talk about, they're like, it's really hard to judge size and distance at night. Yeah. Especially if it's in the sky. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They're like, there's not really any good markers. It's dark. 
you see something very large, like the Sandhill Crane, which is very large, and you freak out, and you're a teenager in the 60s, and you drive your car very fast, and you're, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, it probably is something dumb like that. Some of them said it was like a barn owl. It's like, okay, we're not, there, nobody's that bad at it. barn owl. <laughs> like something tiny, but yeah, they're, they're neat. I think Mothman is cool. It's a fun one. I can see a big crane. Um, yeah, anyways, that's a... I'm going to cut off my last one just because it's a, it's a chunky one and I did not read enough of it ahead. Um, maybe I'll bring that next time. All right. But, yeah, anyways, that was... That was my fun little things. Hopefully, y'all got something out of that because it was... I know I did. It was great. Very so. scatterbrained. Um, but, yeah, Benjamin, what are we talking about next time? Uh, I have the agenda, and <laughs> I should probably look it up again, what yes. we're talking about. Uh, was it one of the activity ones that we talked about? Like the, yeah, was it your D&D one, or is that later? Might have been. I don't know. I have uh, AI art, creativity, dumb and stupid facts, um, education, student debt loans, different topics we talked about. don't remember which one we decided on. Oh, I should have put that in the notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can, we'll be back with another episode, and it will be about something. <laughs> cool. Great. I that. thought you had that written down. No. I thought I did too, but Great. I forgot to order it. <clears throat> well, because we have like the numbered list, it's yeah. just not in the order we wanted to do it. It's probably aliens or something. Yeah, that's right. I actually, oh, yeah, let's do aliens. I'll see why not. Okay, okay people, cool. next time, aliens. I like it. Yeah. Answered everything. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your night, evening, probably night, according to Spotify. That's when the majority of y'all are listening to this, which makes sense. See you later. Bye. Bye.